Hey, good morning. Welcome to Fellowship of Champions. I'm Pastor Sean Strickland. I'm here with my super cute husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland, and we are a church teaching you how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. How are you doing this morning, champions? We are so glad to see you. How are you? Everybody say hello. Tell us where you're watching from. Hashtag live. Um, give us your city. Give us your state. Give us your country, your place in the world. And then what we want you to do is we want you to share this broadcast. We want you to share it on your story. We want you to share it on your Facebook page. We want you to share it in any groups where it's permissible. And what else we want you to do is that as you look down your timeline, if you don't see some of your champion um, partners that are normally here for service, I want you to tag them and be like, Hey, holla at me. Let me know that you are here. Um, this is a church teaching you how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. And one of the ways that we teach you is for you to show up for these services where our goal is to equip you to overcome life's challenges. One of the things that Pastor Edwin says a lot is that we, um, as believers, we are not exempt from life circumstances. We are not exempt from life circumstances, but we are equipped to overcome with the power of the word and the power of the Holy Spirit. We are overcomers. That's one of the reasons that our name is Champions. The Bible says, thanks be to God who has given us the victory. So if you have the victory this morning, let us hear from you. We are excited to be here. Amen. And listen, you saw the announcements uh, that ran through in the opening. So we're just going to ask you to govern yourselves accordingly. Just as a reminder, we no longer have prayer on Tuesday nights that has shifted to Wednesday. Um, also, if you have not went to our website, www.focchurch.com. And if you have not made the decision to be a covenant partner, we are encouraging you to do so. Why do you want to be a covenant partner? Well, there's, privilege, there's, there's privileges that come with partnership. You pray for us. We pray for you. We partner together and we grow together in this journey. Also, one of the things that we started doing at the beginning of this year is we send out a weekly email on Mondays. Uh, and that gives you information about specific things that are happening during the week. And, the, and we've been recapping for you uh, in bullet point the message what we've taught on that Sunday. And so I encourage you to go there, scroll down to the page that says Covenant Partner, click the link, take the two minutes or, or even one minute that it takes to fill that out. And then let us know that you and I, you and Pastor and I, we all go together. Let yeah. us know that we go together and we'll make sure that you get that information. Why do you want that information? Well, because just like last week, we sent out a special announcement letting you know about some upcoming changes. If you haven't seen that email, let me tell you about those changes that's going to happen uh, starting February the 6th, Monday, February the 6th. Here's what's going to happen. Instead of streaming to the nine different places that we currently stream this broadcast to, we are going to narrow that down to stream to two places. And what I'm talking about, I'm talking about our uh, Wednesday prayer. I'm talking about uh, Refresh Bible study. I'm talking about Friday morning prayer. And I'm talking about Sunday service. If you've been watching Pastor Sean uh, with Strategies for Success, nothing changes there. If you've been watching Pastor Chris, and I hope you have on Sunday morning worship, nothing changes there. Uh, if you joined us for the first Relationship 101, that's still going to be broadcast from the same place. Nothing changes there. 
But what we're going to start doing with this particular broadcast and the ones I mentioned before is we will only be streaming those from our Fellowship of Champions Facebook page and our Fellowship of Champions YouTube page. So if you haven't liked one of those two pages, we are encouraging you to do that. Why? Because on February, the whatever, when we go live after the 6th, we don't want you saying, well, I didn't get notified. So, you know, this is one of those things where we want you to, to hear and follow directions uh, so that there's no interruption uh, in, in what, you're, what you're expecting. OK, so if you haven't liked, you may be watching this right now from Pastor Sean's page. You may be watching it from our personal page. You may be watching it from her professional page. You may be watching it from my page. You may be watching it from Pastor Raph's or Pastor Chris's page. Uh, you may be watching it on YouTube, which is fine. But the only two places going forward that we're going to be streaming from is the YouTube page, Fellowship of Champions YouTube page, and the Fellowship of Champions Facebook page. And if you, um, one of the things that we noticed when we did um, Relationships One-on-One -on -one is that it allows for better engagement um, because even sometimes on a Sunday morning, we can see in the comments that someone um, will say, they'll tag somebody and they'll say, oh, I'm watching on another page. Well, if we bring everybody to one Facebook page and one YouTube page, then it builds a greater sense of community. And obviously we know that you know, that the value of this um, this body of believers is our connection to the word and it's our connection to each other mm -hmm. because the church is supposed to be a place where we are connected one to another. So our goal is to streamline. So again, I want to encourage you, if you have not liked the Fellowship of Champions page, do it right now so you don't forget. It's so easy. How many times have any of us said, oh, we're going to do this when some, something is over, when whatever, and then you end up forgetting because you get distracted. So go and like Fellowship of Page, Champions Page right now, like the YouTube page right now, and turn the notifications on so you can be well prepared. And moving forward, anybody you invite only invite them to the Fellowship of Champions page, and then you don't have to try to ship them over on February 6th, right? That's so right. we're excited about this change because we love community. Yes. We love building relationships. We want you to have good godly relationships. We want us to encourage each other, to strengthen each other, and to grow together because this year we're going to make tremendous progress, and we don't want anybody to miss out. Oh, absolutely. We don't absolutely. want anybody to miss out, right? right. So listen, are you guys ready to give God some praise and to pray? Listen, take your 13 seconds, give God some praise, tell the Lord how much you appreciate him, how much you value him, how much he means to you, how glad you are to be saved. I was thinking about this, how last night we were, it, we happened to be up past midnight, which isn't an uncommon thing for us, but we happened to be up past in uh, past midnight and you, and I said, oh, it's a new day. And you said, happy Sunday. And I said, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And you said, amen. And we took us about a 13 second praise break. <laughs> right, and right. I was thinking about how wonderful it is to do life with people who want to praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage you to get connected with people who want to praise mm -hmm. the Lord. I want you to get connected with people that if you say great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, they don't go, we're not doing this because we at Walmart. Right. They like, come on, great <laughs> is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And so we just want you to give praise and honor and glory to God, because I will assure you of this, whether you realize it or not, 
Anything good you have in your oh, life, facts. it is from God. Amen. You cannot create a good thing without God. So God, we praise you. We bless you. We lift you up. Father, we thank you today for Jesus. We thank you for the precious Holy mm. Spirit that leads, guides, yes. and directs us. We thank you for Fellowship of Champions and this vision. We thank you for our leadership team, for our wonderful man of God. We thank you for our wonderful partners that you have drawn by your spirit from all over the world. We thank you for the great work that you're doing in us, the work that you're doing through us, the work that you're doing for us. We thank you for continuing transformation. We thank you for your divine protection. We thank you for supernatural wisdom. We thank you for favor. We thank you that you go before us and you destroy the enemies come that they may come in one way, but they flee from us in seven ways. We thank you for acceleration, for restoration, for reformation, for reckoning, for reward. We thank you that it is your will that we go from glory to glory and faith to faith. And you have said in your word that anytime we can see, hear, and understand that we shall be converted. So we put a demand by faith on that word today. This is our conversion day. In any place that we are out of alignment with you, in any place that we need to level up, in any place that our perspective is wrong, Holy Spirit, we invite you to help us tear down the lie, embrace the truth, and step into the next dimension of walking with God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I love, love, love that scripture. I don't, I don't think we say it enough. It says, anytime you can see hear and understand that you will be converted into that word that you can see, hear, and understand. This morning, as we get started, go ahead and put in the comment section, say, I'm being converted. I'm being converted. I'm being converted into this word that I've shown up to receive and I'm being converted before I even hear it. Come on. I have an expectation that the word of God that I hear on today will not only uh, change what's going on inside of me, it's going to give me the ability to change what's going on outside of me and impact other people. Well, let me just say this before you jump into this, because I think you just said something so key, guys. And I think y'all really need to hone into what he just said. When we show up to hear the word, mm. we don't show up for knowledge. Right. We show up for revelation be because converted. revelation produces mm -hmm. transformation. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love what you said where you said, let's decide right now before we hear the word. Let's decide right now that today is my day of transformation, mm -hmm. that I come to hear the word, not to memorize scripture. I come to hear the word so I can manifest scripture. Yep. And that's a big difference. There is a big difference between memorization and manifestation. I am supposed to become like the word that I am looking at. Mm -hmm. And so today I'm giving the word permission. I'm giving Holy Spirit permission to cause me that in any place I don't look like the word to convert me so I can experience healing in that area. Amen. That's what the scripture means when it says, as Jesus is in this world, so am I. So are we. So are we. Come on. As Jesus I'm is being converted. in this world, so am I. So am I. Yes. And so we've been talking the last couple of weeks and I think we're going to finish up this series today, but we've been talking about how to walk with God, mm -hmm. specifically getting God's guidance for our life. Mm -hmm. How do we get God's guidance in our life? Because it is important to be led by God. It is important. There are so many things out there in the world that is pulling and vying for your attention. It wants you to follow it. Money wants you to follow it. 
Uh, people want you to follow it. Lust. Uh, lust wants you to follow. Greed, gluttony wants you to follow it. All of these things want to be your master. And what we've been talking about is how do we determine who our master is going to be? Okay. Not that we get to be pulled by something, but that we decide to follow something. And so we've been talking about how to walk with God uh, and how to get his guidance in our life and specifically tying that to a portion uh, of our guiding word for 2023. And if you haven't been reading, we've been saying that almost a month now. If you haven't been reading the guiding word, you need to do that. Somebody says, well, what is the guiding word? I ain't heard about this guiding word. Go to our website. You can go to the website uh, and you can get the entire guiding word there. Uh, we have people who've made it into screensavers. We got people who made it into pictures and put it on their desk and framed it. We've got people who've got it uh, posted in their office and in their home and in their bathrooms and their kitchens. Listen, people want this word in their ear gate and in their eye gate. And so they are doing what's necessary to get this word. And so we started uh, a couple of weeks ago with a portion of the guiding word that I'll read a little bit of this morning. It says, hold on to what you've heard this past year, talking about what the Lord said to us in 2022. It says, and be prepared for what is to come. And, and it's, it's some stuff coming. We've already begun to see that. It says, I have already opened up gates and released supernatural power for you. He says, believe my words and watch as great ease shall come over you as you trust in me and let me walk with you. When we partner together, all of those things that have held you in bondage will be destroyed. That's so true. You know, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, this is the portion <clears throat> of the guiding word that I've just read so many, many, many times. And I know there's so much more in here, but this is the part that I just, I don't say get stuck, but I wanted to so get into every part of me that it's just that it's just habit. This idea that God has already opened up gates. And I like that he says gates because he could have said doors. He could have said windows. But we all know that gates are much larger than doors and windows. And I believe that his words are specific. And so he says, I've opened up gates for you. And I've already released supernatural power for you. So that just tells me that what we are needing in 2023, God's already made available. He's not being caught off guard. He's not being, he's not, he's not in heaven trying to divide. Think about this. God is not in heaven trying to devise a plan to get us out of trouble. He's not in heaven trying to think up one. He's not in heaven trying to decide, oh, what am I going to do for Sean? What am I going to do for Edwin? Oh, what am I going to do uh, for Trina? What am I going to do for, for Courtney? What am I going to do for Don? No, he's like, I already have a plan. I just need you to walk with me because the plan resides with me. No, that's really good. One of the things I was thinking about, because I'm like you, I read the whole prophecy, but I come back to this first mm -hmm. paragraph, right? And um, when it says, hold on to what you prepared, hold on to what you've heard this past year and be prepared for what is to come. What came up for me this week was in Jeremiah 17. Mm. And in Jeremiah 17, it says, if you trust in flesh, mm. then what you're going to do is you are going to be worn out by the things that you see in the natural. Mm -hmm. But if I trust in God, even when the natural is giving me a bad report, I should be prepared for what is to come. So what was interesting for me this week is that this week, 
I think the weeks before it was like, hey, hold on to what you've heard in, in the past year and be prepared for what is to come in the sense that there's going to be some report of trouble. And I believe that is. Mm. But I also think the other side of it is hold on to what you've heard because I already told you I would bless you. Mm -hmm. I already told you that I have caused increase on your life. I already told you that I would protect you. Right. And be prepared for that. Yeah. Be prepared for that. The other thing, too, is Which that. Which is why we keep saying this is still the year of great progress. No, it's it still the year. It on December 31st. It's still the year of great progress. Your great progress because we're holding on to what he told us last year. Now, if you if you out here about to make great progress, no matter what happened in this world, let us hear from you because you get to decree it and declare it. I'm going to follow God in the place of great progress, no matter what else is happening in the world. But if you go back, one of the things that you said is Gates stands out. Well, Gates is a spiritual term and it, and it indicates that there is supernatural. The next thing tells us supernatural power. Lift up your head, O ye Gates. That is a spiritual term. What he is telling us is that even though these things are happening in the natural, heaven is here to help us. Can you put com put that in the comments? Heaven is here to help us. Heaven is here to help you with your children. Heaven is here to help you with your health. Heaven is here to help you on your job. Heaven is help here to help you get a new job. Heaven is here with business strategies to help your company grow. Heaven is yeah. here to help you. And so what I thought about when I read it this time was that hold on to what you've heard this past year. What did I hear this past year? It's the year of great progress. Mm -hmm. And be prepared for what is to come. What is coming to Fellowship of Champions? Great progress. I have already opened up the gates. I have already released the angels. I have already released the strategies. I have already released the supernatural power and great progress belongs to you. And you ought to give God praise for that because what God is saying to you is that I have anointed you in this season to make great progress. Yeah. I have anointed you in this season to be a walking billboard of God's goodness. I have anointed you to set, show to the world that no matter what is going on, there is a God in heaven that brings his people out, that provides for them, that causes them to increase. He says, now hold on to that. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to that. And if you hold on to that and you believe in that, it's going to be a great ease to your life. Which is why it says you got to believe my word. Believe my word. Because words. there are going to be other words that are going to be spoken. And there are going to be other words that's going to come your way. There's going to be other words that you get a chance to hear and see. He says, but believe my words and watch as great ease shall come over you. Who believes as the word of the Lord? in me. Who believes the word of the Lord? And the thing about believing the word of the Lord, guys, is you can't just believe the word of the Lord right now while we talking to you. You got to believe the word of the Lord when the news is talking crazy. You got to believe the word of the Lord when your kid is talking crazy. You have to believe the word of the Lord. And I think it tells you one of the ways that you can know that you have settled into belief is that there is a great ease. The great ease does not come because everything is perfect. The great ease comes because yeah. you have chosen it to believe It your doesn't God. even come because you can see it. Yes. It doesn't even come because all the circumstances look like they're lined up properly. The ease come because you settle into the believing you of God's into word, believing. which is why we use as our foundational scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And we read out of the Passion Translation, it says it like this. Trust in the Lord completely. Completely. It says, and do not rely on your own opinions, but with the, all of your heart, Rely on him to do what? To guide you. Mm. And he will then lead you in what? 
every decision that you make. It says become intimate. It means get to know him closely with him in whatever you do. And, and I love that because that's not just about church. He says, whatever you do, if, 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 you are, if you're an engineer, get to know him completely. Get to know him completely. He'll lead you and guide you in your engineering career, in your, uh, if you're a lawyer or a doctor or a school teacher, an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you are doing, whatever, whatever you are being called to do, that's Christ-like, let me say that, whatever you've been called to do, he says, if you will rely on him for it, it says that he'll lead you and guide you, he says, and he will lead you wherever you go. And I believe that there are some places that God's wanting to take his people that we've not been before. Amen. But we don't get there unless we're willing to trust him and let him lead us. You know, and then we established uh, over the last two weeks that scripture then tells us that God has committed and he has a willingness to guide us. God wants to guide us. We said that scripture uh, is given to us. Uh, that he guides us through scripture. He guides us through his spirit. He guides us through signs and through situations where we already know. God is looking for ways to lead us. God is looking for ways to lead us. One of the things that I so love about the foundational scripture that we use, where you just were saying God wants to lead us in every way. Now, the thing that you just said to us is that God wants to take us places we haven't been before. Yeah. How many of you can feel the leading of God that he wants to take you places you haven't been before? Maybe you've never had that much money before. Maybe you've never led at that kind of level before. Maybe you've right? never been that happy Maybe before. you've never been that happy before, right? He wants to lead you in that way, right? Well, one of the things that we have to be careful about that we were talking about last night is that what people can have a tendency to do in those situations is that when God begins to talk about promoting us or improving our life in any way, we look to the world to tell us yeah. how to get there. Right. So when so God says, I want to promote you. God says, I want to improve your happiness. God says, I want to improve your health. What we do is we look to what, what the world measures as success, where God is saying no. And I'm not saying we don't have mentors in the workplace. I'm not saying that they're not people who don't have information. But we, when God is our foundation, one of the things it helps us do is to know who which experts to listen to. Mm -hmm. when, when God is not our foundation, we can end up being tossed and turned by whoever seems to be the flavor of the month and the expert of the month month in something instead of being anchored by God. He was like, I don't want you to live that way. I want you to live anchored by my word so that when I send people who give you information, you know it's me because they're going to sound like me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, 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 a, it's a part of that adage that we say all the time. What did God say? What did God say? I heard good information, but now God, what do you say about how I use that information. That's so good. Because one of the things we talked about is we said that, you know, there's a scriptural evaluation of God's guidance. Mm -hmm. And because there's a scriptural evaluation of God's guidance, then we know that through scripture, God is going to guide us universally. Yes. I can, you know, the, the Bible says to love your enemies. That is universal for you and me. I don't get to opt out of that. That, that you don't there are, there are there are things in scripture that we don't get to opt out of come on but there are also things in scripture uh that we see that then god will use it as a foundation 
but the application of that becomes unique to me. That's good. It becomes unique to you because when we look at the scriptural evaluation of God guiding us, we know he guides us universally through scripture, but he guides us uniquely through his spirit. And I think that's it's one of those things. It's like that's so good. It's like if somebody says, well, the Lord told me that I need to fast for this job I'm believing for. That doesn't mean everybody who's looking for a job needs to fast. That's come on. And sometimes what we do is we take a unique thing God said for us and try to put it on everybody else or vice versa. We see something that God has done uniquely for somebody. That's really good. And we try to use that specifically for us. And so that's why it's important that you have to make sure that you are you are you are sound in the word biblically but that you are in tune with the Holy Spirit because he's going to give you specific things to do. I love that. But I think, and, and maybe it's just because we have read the guiding word so much, right? But that ties right back. That ties right back into being intimate with him mm. because intimacy with him is going to give me my specific instructions everybody's career path isn't going to be the same, right. but he did tell us he would prosper us yes, all, right? Yes. Now, here's the thing. Scripture tells us we all supposed to tithe. Yep. Scripture tells us we're all supposed to fast. You can't hear what Pastor Edwin has said and goes, well, now that does it. I'm done fasting forever. Scripture doesn't give you permission yeah. not to fast yeah. ever. What he is saying is that just because God gave him an instruction to fast for the breakthrough doesn't mean that it's your instruction. And what we saw, well, and I'll give you a specific example because okay. I think sometimes example makes it makes it right. I believe me. it. So years ago. When I wanted to make $100,000 and I wasn't making $100,000, the Lord told me, you hear what I said? <laughs> the Lord told me, he said, start tithing like you already make $100,000. What does that mean? I asked the Lord, what does that mean? He says, it means if you want to make $100,000, you take $100,000 and you divide it by 52. He said, you're going to get a gross number. Tie 10% off of that gross number. And I was like, but I don't make that much money yet. He was like, that's the problem. You don't see yourself as making six figures. And it was an aha moment and an aha revelation for me. And for almost one whole year, I tied like I made $100,000 when I wasn't making $100,000. And do you know from that time since I've never not that next year I've never not I make I got my first six figure job and since that time I've never made under less than hundred thousand dollars. Now when I share that story I say to people hold on, don't take what God told me specifically, and then you go well I want to make six figures so I'm gonna start tithing like it. I did that because God told me to. That is not a universal principle. That's, that's, that's not universally offered through his scripture where he says, if you want to make six figures, tithe like it. What he does say is he'll prosper us in the way that we should go. So what he did is he told me what to do. So I tell people, that's my story. But now you need to go ask God what you need to do in order to get to six figures or your next level. And so then what I would say is that then the other side of that is that I don't hear that and then immediately discount that no, God no, wouldn't say right. that to me. That's right. I then say, God, I've been trying to make six figures for these years. I haven't broken through. Should I do what Pastor Edwin did? Because again, what are you doing? 
I'm asking God. God. Um, do you guys see what we're saying? We're saying that because I think that sometimes that people are either looking just to mimic somebody else's journey. Or they're looking for a way not to do or it. Or they're looking for a yeah. way not to do yeah. it. Where my thing is that because for me, he gave me a different instruction. Mm -hmm. It was about offering. Mm -hmm. It was about believing him for a specific amount of offering every single week. Guys, this is what we mean right here is that. Many people are frustrated in the body of Christ because you have looked at someone else's journey and tried to walk their path or you have said or the Lord said to you, I do want you to do what Pastor Edward said. And you said, I'm not doing that. Mm, yeah. And God is not obligated to honor anything other than his word. You know, last week we talked about how God will guide you. And it's a learning process as you go. It's learning and we, as you go. We use two specific examples. We talked about what David did at Ziglag. Yep. And we talked about um, the children of Israel um, being laid out of Egypt, yep. right? He tells David to fight. He tells Moses to stretch out his rod. Yep. Now, the word for both of them was deliverance and restoration. But what that looked like was different. You cannot afford not to have your own relationship with God. <laughs> I love that. He told David to fight. He told Jehoshaphat to send the singers. Now think and he about, told Moses to stretch, told out stretch, out your, stretch out your hand. And, 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 and all three of them had a universal um, word, which is God was going to deliver them. But he did it uniquely based on what he instructed them to do. And I think that's the thing that we have to learn to mesh together. And I think it's important. And this is why we don't want to be carnal. Yeah. Because when we are carnal and led by our flesh, we pervert the instructions God is giving mm -hmm. us. Now, you better hear what I just said to you. When I am worldly, when, I, when, when my mind is not aligned to God, I will pervert his instructions and I will find a way to get out of doing what God said. And so what I'll do is I'll say, I want my deliverance like Edwin got his. Mm -hmm. I want my deliverance like Ralph got his. Mm -hmm. And then I'm over here and I'm working and I'm frustrated, but I don't understand even though I'm doing those things, I am actually not in faith because I am doing something other than what God told me to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. God and, told me to do. Right. And, and so it's it's just important. And again, I know we were going to be stuck here, but it's just important for us to understand that what we're telling you over and over again is you have to develop that relationship with God. That's why he says you have to believe in me and you have to trust in me and you have to partner with me. We can't do that for anybody else. That's an individual thing that everybody has to take on for themselves. And you have to do it because in doing it, it allows you to build that confidence so that when God tells you to do something like he told me to do, that seems far fetched or you do something like he told you to do where believe me for more, for believe me in the week for more money so that you can meet the offering that I told you to believe for. It's like, OK, how do I do all that? I do all that because I have to learn to hear God for myself. I have to learn to hear God for myself. You know, but the word sometimes can be like the, like the English language with a caveat. So what I want to say, the Bible also says, if you believe in God, believe in, and you'll be established. If you believe his prophets, you will prosper. So what I want to say is this, is that the other thing you have to understand is that when you have people that God has assigned in your life, 
there are times God will send you to someone else for instruction. Mm -hmm. And I want y'all to hear this very clearly. Pastor Edwin does not own a business, but there are times that I have not known what to do. And God told me to go and talk to you. And what you told me to do was my next instruction. Mm -hmm. Now, I could have been arrogant and prideful and said, well, he don't even know anything about being an entrepreneur because what he's done is built a corporate career. Or I can say that I believe that when I have a man and woman of God, that God will give them a word for me. And that because sometimes the hearing from God, I think it goes back to what you said in point five, or is it point five where it talks about situations, signs, and different things like that. So I want you to hear that when we're saying that God gives you a word, every word may not come personally to you in your prayer time. It may be an instruction that you get during a service. It may be an instruction that you get when you're sitting in a board meeting and all of a sudden it just clicks that you're like, I'm supposed to do this thing because I think again, that there are people who are missing their instructions um, and a great example would be is that sometimes people come to us for marriage and, and they don't know what to do in their marriage by evidence by the trouble that their marriage is in right we give them a specific instruction about their marriage and they don't follow it out and then their marriage doesn't get better yeah and I think that is the, the difference you know when I and, I, and it's funny because we we talking like we're talking at home now but I think that's the difference the difference isn't that when I say, here's what the Lord done for, did for me and told me to do it, I'm not giving you an instruction. I'm sharing with you what God told me, and I'm telling you to go ask God. When you come and say, hey, pastor, I'm, our marriage is in trouble. We don't know what to do. And we say, here's what you need to do. That's a specific instruction. When, when I'm talking to Pastor Tony, if Pastor Tony is, is just sharing generally what God is telling him to do and how God has speak to him, I'm gleaning. I'm hearing what he said. I'm learning I'm learning about, okay, here's how my dad did it. Here's his thought process to it. That doesn't mean I didn't go out and try to replicate exactly what it is that he did. But when he says to me, son, here's what you need to do. Now I'm not gleaning anymore. Now I'm learning. Now I'm hearing the follow instruction. And I think those two things are different. I think people get them mixed up sometimes. Does that make sense to you guys? Because we get in a lot of comments right here. Because this, this, the rest is, of this doesn't make any, doesn't make any difference. If, if that you don't, doesn't if you make don't sense. That, if you don't get the operational aspect of how do I hear from God so that God can lead me, the rest of these notes don't make any difference. No. And, and I think so. We really want to make sure that this resonates because you can't do what we're telling you to do if we don't if you don't understand what we're telling you to do. And there are literally times where um, somebody gives when you get us instruction. And one of the things that I have always said is this is I never understand why people who don't have fruit won't follow instructions. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, if you aren't sure about what God told you to do, right? And then you go to someone that you know hears from God and they tell you what God said to do, right? There have literally been times where, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm looking at the comments. Okay. But Latonya's comment, if you can put that on the screen, I think that sums it up. That's what I was trying to say. What do I need to do? Okay, that's when you take action and do it. When you come and ask me, what do I need to do? And I tell you, that's what that's then don't don't flutter around with what I said. Do what I told you, because if you knew what to do, you wouldn't have had to ask me. But when we're having a conversation, I say, here's what I do, here's how I move. 
that doesn't mean that you have to do it that way. It means that you need to go pray and ask God. You know, when I tell people, when, when, I'm, look, when I'm looking for a job, when I was looking for a job, I ain't no more. When, when I was looking for a job, I had a specific plan for how I did that. When people asked me, I said, here's how I do it. It didn't mean they had to go do it that way. But if you are not seeing any success the way, in the way you're, you're doing, doing it, you might want to try it my way. You know, uh, and so that's I, I just wanted to highlight that because that is what I was trying to drive home. I think that's really good. Let's give two examples and then we can see if, if the Holy Spirit let us move on from this right here. OK, <laughs> We've been because here. no, but I, but think, it's good, the thing is, it's I good. think that sometimes we prepare notes and we know where we want to go. But the Holy Spirit knows what the people need to I hear. Agree. And so we want to do what it is that he's telling us to do. So here is a great example right here. My leadership team. The other day we were talking about how we have made you, we have made you our executive leadership consultant. We've made you our executive leadership consultant because even though you have not been a traditional entrepreneur, you have led many teams. So sometimes something happens and even though you don't do the work that we do, we then defer to you and say, how, we specifically say, how would you handle this situation? When we come to you and say, how do we handle this situation? It is because we are acknowledging that the way we handle this situation is inferior or it has not gotten us the results that we want. We immediately then implement what you said because we don't have something superior. And what I watch people do a lot of times for both of us, people will come to me and say, Pastor Sean, I want to make six figures in my business. I'll literally look at their business and say, here's what I noticed. I noticed you don't post enough. I noticed you don't make enough offers, right? And then they go back and pray about it. And then a year later, they still haven't made six figures. I watch people do the same thing with you. Now, on the other hand, here's a place where you defer to me because so much of my work is thinking feeling cycle if you're working through something you will come to me and say am i get managing all the steps of thinking feeling cycle here right and and i think that this is so important i think the other thing that you need to know especially how you relate to pastor edwin and i which is a little different okay mm. If you, this is very different and you, you need, need to know this. You need to know this. You need to know this for real. If you go to Pastor Elwin <laughs> and you say, God said, yep. Pastor Elwin is going to say, okay, even if he know God didn't say. Unless it's just, unless it's just wild and outlandish, I'll be like, now God didn't say that. But if you tell me that the Lord said and what the Lord said sounds plausible, then I'm going to say, okay, because at the end of the day, the Bible says that if it's of God, you can't fight against it anyway. So if if, if I don't think it is, unless you come to me, and this is important for people who, who know how to relate to us, because we, clearly we, we, we've deviated. So let's just talk about it. But this is how the people are going to stay right. anchored this year, how they're going to prosper. I believe that. So if you come to me and you really want to know what I think, you have to say, this is what I believe the Lord said. What do you think? But if you come to me and you say the Lord said for me to blah 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 blah, then I don't I don't know what else you want me to do. I ain't God, and ultimately I'm always going to defer to what it is you said God said because that's the thing that's going to anchor you. You got to believe in that. Now I'm a little more like a mom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm a little more like a mom, and if yep. you come to me and you say God said something and I know God didn't say it, I'm be like uh uh. 
go back again. What did God, and depending on how crazy it is, I'm going to say that's crazy. The, the Lord didn't say that, right? And I think it's so important that you know how to relate to people. I can tell you this, and I really want you to hear me. Hear my heart, because we want you to make maximum progress in 2023. We do. We do. There are people who did not make the progress they should have made in 2022 because you lack the ability to follow instructions yes. solely. That's the only reason. That's the only, the re only reason. You did it, and, 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 and this is the reason Hillary said, come on, mama. Right. right? No, <laughs> right. In fact, people send me messages and say, I, I'm asking you because I know you're going to tell me the flat foot truth. I am. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the flat foot truth, right? No, I, I love what <laughs> put up Nietzsche's comment. Right. Nietzsche's going to be like, you missed it. You missed God. Pastor I'm going to say, this is what I believe God said to me. What do you think? That's why he wants you to come to him. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you that you missed it. I'm going to be like, mm -mm, you go back right there, right? If you want to make maximum progress, the humility you must have in the body is to be teachable. Mm -hmm. It is to be teachable and it is the ability to implement instructions consistently. Yep. And, a, and I want you to hear me because this is going to be so important because I think I know where we're going next. Uh, it's it's going to be so important because if you don't have the ability to hear God and to follow the voice he gave you in a season, you will flutter and struggle when it's unnecessary. You will you will flutter and struggle in a season that is supposed to be a time of prosperity. And, 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 and I'm telling you, you know, that it is, and I'm going to use the word, it is frustrating sometimes to see people who you know that all they have to do is the thing that they came and asked you about. It's not like you, it's not like they don't know because they came and got the information. You gave them the information, but then they, they allow either, uh, either pride fear, uh, whatever it is. And they didn't start to operate in this thing. I, I call uh, paralysis through analysis. You, 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 you've been told to do five things and now you're thinking about doing the five things, thinking about doing the five things is not the same thing as doing the five things. And so this, we want you to have maximum progress this year. So we want you to know how to uh, come to both of us uh, in a way that gives you maximum, uh, you know, out output or whatever it is in your life. Well, and I need you to see that this is a divine intervention right here. This is a prophetic moment because he's trying to help somebody who's frustrated. Mm. He's trying to help somebody who's like, why have I not been in this? So I want I want to say. So you mean to tell me my whole notes thing got interrupted because somebody I think doing what y'all supposed to be doing. Maybe they don't fully understand. <laughs> Maybe joking. they don't fully understand. But as we know, a lot of time my notes are really for us. That's true. They're, they're for us. Right. And so and, and I want to tell you this. And, and, and this is one of those times I usually say to people, don't ask me if it's you. This one of them times you can message me and ask me if it's you. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I'm talking to you, right? One of the challenges that happens in leading adults, and I think we probably say this once a year. One of the challenges in leading adults is that you cannot force adults to do anything. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't even pastor your, you can't even parent your adult kids the way that you can your children, right? Right, And so what happens in the situation is this, is that 
we are giving you instruction that you got to understand that God thought enough of you to download. Now, I want you to see what just happened here. Here's how mindful God is. Yesterday, I'm saying to Pastor Edward, because y'all don't know this about Pastor Edward. Baby, he going to rework them notes every week, no matter what he say. Now, this is what he say to us. Ralph, then we come in the studio. This is what he say to us. We don't he need say, nobody coming to the studio. No, he <laughs> say, he, this is what he say to us, y'all. He say, guys, we didn't get through all the notes. We just go pick up a point three. Baby, everybody know on Sunday morning, it's going to be a replay of them notes. Because now. I replay the message through, mm-hmm. the, through the course of the week. And I'm like, oh, here's, here's a place that we can improve on. Here's a place that we can clarify. Here's something that the Lord needs to illuminate that we didn't know we needed to illuminate last week. That's true. Right. But <laughs> we just wish you knew you was going to redo them because we already know. Last night, you were up late redoing the notes. Mm-hmm. Right. But now there's the Lord has called an audible. Mm-hmm. Because he's saying, even if you go on to this, if they don't understand how to receive wisdom, mm-hmm. if they don't understand how to receive instruction, what's going to happen is that they're still going to be frustrated. Yeah. And some of you are frustrated. Think about this. Several years ago, I gave a word. I said, the Lord said, don't ignore the seemingly insignificant instructions. How many of you would be honest and say there have been seemingly insignificant instructions that it didn't seem like it made sense to do right now? And and I I really want to teach you how to relate to your man and woman of God, because I believe that that's so important. We can't tell you what to do. We can't make you do anything. And we, we recognize and, that. And hold on. And we don't want to make you do nothing because <laughs> right. we don't have no right. interest right. in trying to control right. you. Right. But what is frustrating, and I say this all the time, what is frustrating to me is that I will get on a plane, go somewhere, preach a message one time, one time. and somebody will say, Pastor, I listen to what you said, and 90 days later, I got a job making $100,000, or 90 days later, I scale my business, and my business is now on track to make $100,000, and the people that literally we will stop our lives for are literally still here struggling with the same thing because you don't know how to properly respond and relate to information. That's true. And this is so going to matter in this season. It's going to matter in this season. And and some of it is this you got to understand is that, and I'm going to use this as an example. There was a period of time where my giving was out of order. Hmm. And it was giving, my giving was out of order. Hear what I'm about to say, guys. Not because I wasn't supposed to be a giver, but because I believed a lie. And I believed a lie that I was obligated to give everything away. Mm. So what I would do is that I would say that God told me to give, not because I was trying to lie on God, but because I was hearing God through a lie. Now, this ought to help somebody. Once I recognized that that was what I was doing, I intentionally brought you and Unika to my team to help me decide whether that giving was a good choice because I had to acknowledge that we talk about a lot of times with dating people's pickers are broke and they need to bring somebody in the team before they fall in love. I needed somebody on the team before I was committed to give that can help me say, this is not a good choice Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. 
During that time, there were times that you and Yanika told me not to give, and it went against everything in me. Mm -hmm. But I had to acknowledge that everything in me was built on a lie. Mm -hmm. I let you guys be my safety net for a period of time while God reworked my mind so that we could get to a place that I could manage my own giving. Mm -hmm. Is this helping somebody? Because really what you did is you took a universal principle, right? That it's blessed to give. But then you started applying that universal principle specifically to everything. Oh, and God, again, yes. we have to be careful because we have to always be asking God, what is he saying? So yes, it's a blessing to give. But sometimes what you were doing was interfering with what God was trying to do in somebody else's life. You were trying to do this nice thing, this good thing. And, and, and sometimes you were wasting seed because, Preach. because you were giving to people who wouldn't only not listen to you, they weren't listening to God's instruction. And because they weren't listening to God's instruction, they wouldn't listen to your instruction. You kept trying to help and what was happening was is you were really actually getting in God's way of what he wanted to do. That's the reason that I say to people, it's important to give. It's more important to hear God about when and what to give. Now, let's add to this. As a result of this, scripture says a steward must be found faithful. Mm -hmm. So even though I love God, heaven had to judge me as an unfaithful mm -hmm. steward which meant that there was increase, yep. even though I was tithing, yep. even though I was giving Come offering, on, talk about there it. was increase heaven could not release to me because heaven could, there's a scripture that says, he weighed you and found you to be, mm, wanting. To be wanting. That when he looked at me, he said, I know Sean loves me, but her thinking is so separated from mine in this. I cannot release hundreds of thousands of dollars to her right now because she is going to work against me. You know, Kimberly mentions the word there. Uh, Kimberly Dennis, she, at the very end of her comments, she talks about the giving high. And I don't know if a lot of people understand that. We've talked about that before. Uh, but there is a high that comes when you give. Yes. And if you're not careful, just as you can get addicted to other things, you can get addicted to that particular high or how it feels. It, it's, it's, it's the release of dopamine in your brain in the same way, and I know this sounds extreme, drugs. the same way as cocaine, mm -hmm. not just drugs, but cocaine has on the brain. Giving has that same impact on your neurological senses. It gives you a sense of invincibility, a sense of high, a sense of accomplishment, and there's nothing wrong with it, but if it's any, but anything out of balance, anything out of balance becomes anti-God. And so you have to be careful that even though you think you're doing this good thing, you're running around helping, you, 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 you literally running around giving your kids money and giving your family money and doing all this because you're feeling good about it, but you're not helping them become the people God wants them to be if you haven't heard God about whether you should give. Now, listen, don't for a moment think that we're telling you not to help your family. Don't for a moment think that we're telling you not to help your kids. Don't for a moment think we're not telling you to help anybody. What we are saying is that anytime you help somebody, you ought to be hearing God. That's what happened this weekend. Oh, we go talk about that. that. We gonna talk about that. But, but I really want y'all to hear this because then what happened is that as God corrected my hearing, mm -hmm. there were times in the pandemic 
there were people that God said to me, I want you to help them while I talk to them. Mm -hmm. There are people, I want you to help them while I talk to them. And there were two people that he specifically said to me, tell them they have 90 days. Mm -hmm. Tell them I have given them a year of support to come to me. Yeah. And they refuse to do it my way. And tell them that if they do not change over these 90 days, I am cutting off the supply yeah. that comes through you. Yeah. I told them both, didn't I, yeah, babe? you did. I told them both. And I challenged you to make sure that at the end of that time, if they had, no matter what situation they was in, because you got a good heart, you cannot go back on what God said. And baby, at the end of them 90 days, they still was doing what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And one of them got in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that I think, and, and this is what happens when we paint God just as a lamb. Mm -hmm. Then when we paint God just as a lamb, we think he rescuing every time. God said, not only do not give her a dime, you tell her that I said that I told her enough was enough and she refused to listen. And now she's going to deal with these consequences. Yeah. Now, don't nobody want to talk about the God to say, I'll let you deal with these consequences because you won't listen. I'm, I, in fact, I have a specific example. You are helping somebody who refuses to tithe and they also living in sin. Mm. They living with somebody. They shacking with somebody. They won't tithe and they don't have any money. You think you're doing an honorable thing by taking your money and keeping their lights on. But Haggai says they got holes in their pockets. Mm -hmm. You never going to be able to fill up the holes in their pockets because what is happening to them is not because they are bad managers. What's happening to them is that they live in rebellion to God. And some, and, and you have to know who Ooh, you, God. you have to know who you are. Some people's personality, this is easy for other people's personality. It's not as easy. Because they either grew, it's hard it's, for it's, me. It's hard. It's harder you, for me. You grew up literally seeing your grandmother who was willing to give until it hurt beyond, beyond beyond. I did not. <laughs> that was not that was not our experience. And and so it was it's 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 just you just have to know who you are and you have to be able, all of us, because I have to be careful on the opposite side of that. I have to make sure that I'm not saying no first. You see, y'all see how Hardy said no. Y'all see how Hardy said no. I have to make sure that no is not my first response. Because what if God does want me to give to them? And so we, and, and I think that's why God put us together. I think we, we it's like yin, yin, yang. We work really good together because there are times you'll say to me, hey, babe, I really do think that we ought to do this. And, and, and I have learned, I've learned to hear that silent yes and to hear your loud yes, and to ignore my loud no. And that's that's for me, that's my balance. That's how I know when to sow and what to do when I'm in a place where I'm feeling like this no. Cause you're, I think it's, I think it's fair to say you have a natural yes, I have a natural no. We yes. have to find the balance. Yes, yes. But let me tell you something for people who have a natural yes. This is the thing that helped me. If you have a natural yes, and you start to feel no, that's one of the ways you know, oh, yeah, because yeah, you would yeah, naturally yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. So when you are, a, yeah. do y'all understand what I'm saying? I, I hope this just helps somebody. When you are a person who would naturally say yes, and you begin to feel that no, 
You cannot allow your emotions and that person to manipulate mm -hmm. you because that's one of the ways that you know because you would say yes anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of the what things I began to listen to is that when I began to feel the no, and what I would do before is I recognize I had always felt the no, but what I would say is, you, Sean, you don't want to be mean. No, yeah, yeah. Sean, you don't want to be mean. Yeah. Sean, you want to do the right thing. Yeah. But what I, I, and so, and I think this is good because I had to realize that in the right thing, God does say no sometimes. Mm -hmm. He does. In the right thing. And sometimes he tells us no because we don't know what he's doing on the other side for them. We, he, he, and, I, and, I, and what I mean is it's not always that he's, it's not always that he's trying to, you know, necessarily turn somebody around. God may need somebody else to be the person that's so into them because he's trying to get something to them rather than to us. You just have to hear God. You just have to hear God. Well, and hold on. This is the other thing, too, though. Let's add to this. But are y'all getting something from this? If you're getting something, come on, this is the time for five hearts. You need to say that this is resonate. This is resonating for you. So then the other thing that I think is so important in, in this decision is that you need to realize that there are times that your disobedience in doing a good thing for them is the reason you don't have provision in your time of trouble. No, there you go. The reason you don't have the money for mm. tires mm. is because you kept giving your seed into a place that was not going to get you a harvest. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. There's it, wasted seed. It's wasted seed. So now the reason you don't have the money for the class, you don't have the money for the class because you keep paying their grocery bill you keep making sure that they don't have that they got groceries but they don't care enough about groceries to stop smoking cigarettes and stop drinking and i and i and i think that there is some wisdom because our ability to hear god our ability to navigate in this situation. And so you're like, well, God, I tithe. Why am I here? He says, because you keep playing rescuer for people that I told you not to. You keep using the give it, get, you keep getting the givers high instead of doing what I'm telling you to do. Amen. And in this season, because we believe God that we got 100% tithers. Amen. Hear me, guys. It's not enough to be a tither. It's not enough to be a, off, a person who gives offering. God must be able to trust you with the dispersion of the funds, yes, yes. which goes back to something Pastor Elwin tells us at least three times a year. You must say that God owns everything, everything and I own nothing. So if God says, don't give the money to my mama, oh, somebody just felt that in their chest. How mm. could I say no to my mama? You can say no to your mama because your mama, the reason she don't have money is because she keep enabling your siblings. And he's trying to break that so your siblings can take some responsibility and be productive citizens. Yeah. So you feeding your mama, your mama feeding them. So then God makes the water drip slow because he tired of both of y'all. Mm. <laughs> That's what Dexter said. Don't be your own aching. Right. Don't touch the thing that God told you not to touch. Don't be. Don't don't be your own aching in your life. And 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 if you've done it, you need to repent. And you need to ask the Lord to help you to be obedient. Because what I know is that if you are a partner of this ministry, hear me, I do not believe that everybody is supposed to be a millionaire. But scripture says everybody should be abundantly supplied. Mm -hmm. But you cannot keep abundance when you are not trusted mm -hmm. by heaven. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. So 
I hope you got something from that. And if you did, tell us what you got from that. Like, but so this leads us into a great testimony. And you got something else you want to say about this? Mm -mm. No, no, I don't. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking like, I know osmosis doesn't work with people, but I'm like, man, if it was some way that we could put everybody to sleep and just put what we're, what we're trying to express inside of them, I think it relieves a lot of stress for people. But again, this is a learning as you go process. So we didn't, we didn't wake up here. You know, this has been years of getting here. And so I give that same grace to other people who are now walking out this journey, wherever they are on that journey. I just want for them so bad to get there faster because I know the I know the I know the reward and I know the provision of your life when you get there. And so that's all I was thinking about. Um, I had a situation the other day where the Lord told me somebody didn't have any money and I was going to give them one hundred dollars. And the Lord specifically said you can only give them fifty dollars. They can only be trusted with fifty dollar increments. Mm. Literally, that's what he said. I was ready to give them one hundred dollars. He said, no, no, ma'am. In fact, I typed $100 in my cash app. He said, no, ma'am, $50. He said, because until they obey me, I am committed to making sure they have food. I am not committed to ab abundance for mm -hmm. them because their abundance will destroy them. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing we don't understand sometimes, that God is not going to give you. Now, the devil will. The devil will give you something that will kill you. But the Lord will literally a lot of it. <laughs> he will give you a lot of it. A lot of but it. literally, God will put barriers in our way to preserve us, to keep us from hurting ourselves. Now, can you imagine this? I'm willing to give someone a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, No way, no yeah. way. They have demonstrated to me that with more than $50 in abundance, they will hurt themselves. They will hurt. Now think they, about that. Come on. Is that what you want God to say about you? You don't want God saying, I can't release this to you because I love you so much. I can't let you hurt yourself with it because you have been found wanting because you're not trustworthy because you won't do the thing that God's asked you to do or you won't ask him what you should be doing. Yes. So we want to give y'all an amazing testimony though. Right. And the truth of it is we're only able to be here because we pass these tests. Yeah. We pass these tests. And some of it is you have to break up with the thing in you. It really is the God owns everything and I own nothing. And I'm going to be a good steward because one of the things that we have found is that there are times that God has released us to bless people. We don't know more than people we do know yeah. that he is like, no, you can't do that. So this is a great testimony. It's going to bless you. God, God is looking for, for his people to be a distribution center. He's looking. He, the best way I can say it is God is looking for a bunch of water hoses. He's looking for a bunch of water hoses that he can hook up to his, his heavenly faucet and distribute all of heaven to the earth. That's what he's looking for. That is so And I'm willing to be the water hoses. <laughs> and, I, you know, I want to share this testimony. I want to end with this testimony. But, I, but I, I, I just still feel this nudging here. There are some parents here. You are enabling your children. And the enabling of your children is keeping you broke. Mm. You are enabling your children. And you are putting yourself in a bad situation because you think that is what parenting is. And I think it's so important 
that you ask God to help you with that. And one of the things that I, I've had to say to myself, I've said to other parents, which is this, you got to own that God love your kids more than you do. Yeah. God love your kids more than you do. He know your kids better than you do. He was committed to your kids before. And the best thing you could do is give your kids back to the Lord. Because I want you to hear this warning mm, right here. Mm, I want you to hear this mm. warning. If some of you do not change in your elder years, when you don't have the ability to get out and hustle and make it work like you do, you will live in gross poverty and they will have no ability to help you because they have not learned the skills mm. and you will be getting SSI mm. and they will still be still coming to you asking you asking you my God and you will be struggling in years that should be bountiful for you you better hear what I am saying right now you better say to the Lord wow. I am sorry for how I have enabled my kids I am sorry that I tried to overcompensate for parents who, for daddies that wasn't there, mamas that wasn't there, all of that stuff. I am sorry that I have tried to overcompensate for what I didn't get because some of this is that you trying to do for your kids what you didn't get and your kids don't even want or need that and you're hurting yourself doing that. Mm. And you need to make a decision because I want you to hear me. If you do not change, you are going to be an elderly person with no ability to increase your income who is still going to have your adult able-bodied kids My God coming to you asking you on a fixed income to take care of what they should be able to take care of because you have exalted yourself as God to them. Mm. And you say, but that's my baby. Mm. And you're going to be taking care of them like they babies. And you're going to be taking care of them like they babies. Mm. And so whoever that's for, you can go ahead and take that. Oh I see God. people saying, no, no, because see, and that's the thing people don't like to talk about. God loves you enough that he'll warn you. That's, he loves you enough that he'll warn you. And he'll say that this path that you are on, that this path that you are on is a path of destruction, even though it looks like it's a good path. And some it. of you have kids that don't listen to you no time until they need money. Oh God! They won't follow none they of the can't other. Hear nothing you say you, you until can't get, you need something. Baby, you can't get them to go to church. You can't get them to do a devotional. You can't get them to quit dating Joe, Bob, Billy, and Sue. You can't get them to do nothing. But when they get in a bad situation, they come to you and you get to crying and then you get to staring up and making it work. And you need to understand that you need to break that cycle. Mm. You need to break that cycle. Amen. You need to break that cycle. So if that's you, you can say, Lord, you can break that off my life. You can go ahead and break that off my life. My God, it's just like this. One of the harshest things you ever said to me, the harshest. It was also the most truthful mm. is that if I didn't change, I was going to die that early like my grandmom did. <laughs> now, baby, let me tell you something. You say that right there is mean. That right there set me free. Because you said to me, I listen, I ain't known your grandma as long as you have, but I watched your grandmama give everything to everybody. And what I watched is I watched your grandmama make herself sick, die early, and people still in the same situation finding somebody else to beg and borrow and steal from. Well, well. Well, and here's the thing. Don't get mad at them for manipulating you because people can only manipulate you because it's something in you to be manipulated. That's true, too. 
They can only so it's like my kids manipulate me. No, 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 no. Manage your own thinking, feeling cycle. Mm-hmm. They are only able to, you have do to ask that. yourself. Why do you do that? You have to ask what yourself. Do you get, what do you get out of that? You know, you some, get sometimes out of- we get a God complex out of rescuing our kids or whoever it is, you know, or or we just have we just have bad information that we have believed is true. And when you believe bad information is true, you operate off of that truth as though it's real. Because I really did believe that the way that I showed God I loved mm-hmm. him was to, was to give everything, everything. away. Mm-hmm. I really did believe that. Mm-hmm. I believed that it was okay because I knew how to use my faith mm-hmm. to give my last and say, God will take care just, of me. I'll just, I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just mm-hmm. make do. I really did believe mm-hmm. that. But you can passionately believe something. And be passionately. 100% wrong. And I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Look at this. And for those mothers, because I see that it's more mothers, but I, I believe it's some fathers too. For mothers, you've got to release whatever the other parent didn't do. That's not your responsibility. And you can't spend your life trying to make up to a 40-year-old for what his daddy or her daddy didn't do at 10. The Lord got to heal that. You can't give them enough to heal that. What you can do is give enough to, to be grossly broke when you old them. So there we go. There you go. So we're going to repent. And now we're going to hear this great testimony because it's going to really bless you. Why? Why is it so important? This is so important. Because, because it's, talking no, said, about, it's, it's talking about being led by God. But you said you wanted to talk about the layoffs. You want to say that about the... Do you want to uh, add that? I mean, it, you know, just I just so some of you may have may have seen it, and it's not it it, it we can talk about it really next week because it kind of goes to I think what we'll talk about next week in the believing preference for God's guidance. But some of you may have seen it, but I think they're between Amazon, well, between Amazon, Apple, and Google, Compass, and a couple other kind com- companies. I think all within this week, 50,000 people. There were 50,000 people who lost their jobs. Now, you say, wow, 50,000 people, that's all over the country. And I get it. But there are, but in the state of Arkansas, there are only nine cities that have more than 50,000 people. There's not 50,000 people in the city of Pine Bluff based on the last census. So, could you imagine that number of people going from being employed? to unemployed. And what we're seeing, I believe, is just the beginning. I think those are the things that God said, listen, don't be shook by all the stuff that you see and hear is coming. Because I've been saying, and I still believe it, we haven't we haven't really even really began to see the economic reckoning of what's going to happen because we were headed toward a recession before COVID. We only didn't go into one because the government propped up the economy because people were made to to, to stay home. But now you're seeing the outcome of that now that now that we're post COVID and these companies are looking to make their profits. And what are you, what's the, what's the, every company, their biggest um, expenditure is their human capital. It just is. So if you have to make major expenses, what do you do? You cut the human capital. And then what do you do to get the work done? The people who are still there, you double up their work. And they do it because they need the job. And so I'm just saying that all those things are going to happen. They're coming. Um, you know, and so I was I was going to talk about that and why we need to be believing God to lead us 
so that kind of like you said in Jeremiah 17, that even when trouble comes, we won't be impacted by it because we don't even see trouble. All we see is what God is directing us to do. And, and it's, it also goes to the point about reformation. God wants to reform systems. And I believe one of the things God is going to do is that out of this, he's going to raise up different types of companies and structures because that. we need different companies and structures. But the thing is, is this. One of the things that I remember you saying to me years ago about some of the problems I saw in the world, because you just, you know, you can be so direct sometimes. You're like, if you don't like it, do something about it. We can sit around and talk about what companies should do, but if you don't own a company, you, you don't, don't have sit no, at the table, and you don't sit at the table, you don't have no power. Right. So you can spend all your time watching TikToks, watching the news, arguing on social media, or what you can say is, God, how can I be a how can I be a solution to this? And also, how can I prepare so that no matter what happens, my family and I are preserved. Yeah. Right. And God's got a plan for me. And God you. tell you, they say, God got a plan for me. God, God has a plan for me. So I want you to say this. Say, this is my year of great progress. This is my year of great progress. Say, this is my year of great progress. This is my year of great progress. This is my year of great progress. Why? Because he's going to lead me in the way that I should go. Mm. He's going to say to some people, take the new job. Mm -hmm. He's going to say to somebody else, hold on, don't move yet. He's going to say to somebody else, move to this city. He's going to say to somebody else, hold on for a second, right? But we've got to do what he is telling us to do. Mm -hmm. We must make obedience non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. And what we say is that if you will practice obeying in the small things, it is much easier to locate his voice in the big things. Mm -hmm. If you can hear where the toilet paper is, then you recognize that voice when it tells you that it's time to get a new job or it's time to get out of a certain department. We had a friend um, that a couple of years ago that they she got invited without an interview to another department, right? And it was a, it was a pay increase. It was a bigger title. And when she prayed about it, the Lord said, do not touch that do job. Not touch it. Do not touch that everything job. On surface, look, everything right. on the surface looked great. Everything on that surface was was exactly what was on her prayer And if she had asked me, I'd have said, oh, yeah, take that. But I always say what? What, what did God say? Because that's what's got to anchor you. 60 days later, yeah. they closed the entire, entire department. department. The entire department. So you also got to grow up and stop thinking that every time God says no, he's trying to keep you some from something. Yeah. Many times God is trying to preserve you from something you can't see. Yeah. So get in the habit of not over, not only obeying God, but seeing it as something for your and let's good. Let's be honest. Even if God is trying to keep something for, from you, it's because it's not good for you, even if you don't know it. Even if you don't know. Even it. if you don't know. Because God's never trying to do anything just to harm you. So we want to give you this great testimony of what happened to us. On, you know, we love having an opportunity for adventure. And some of you may have seen, was that Friday when you said that you hadn't been out the house for two days? <laughs> what else days? Whatever day. Three, I, I went out three times this it, week. Whatever it was. Pastor <laughs> was like, I'm enjoying retirement. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make him go out to eat with me. You, you, you have. You've been in this house. You're going out to eat with me. And I had this unction 
to go to Logan's. Now, anybody who knows us knows Logan's is not a place that we chip, that we pick on our regular places. In the beginning, you yeah, kinda, we ain't bashing Logan's. It's we just not, not one it's of just the not one of places we right, pick, right, right. right? And in fact, your food was good. Wasn't it was it? wonderful. It was wonderful, right? So, um, in fact, you didn't really want to go to Logan's, and I said, if you don't have a better option, go with mine. And I actually was thinking of a better option, and I felt like the Lord said, "No, go to Logan's." Go to Logan's. So I literally, I didn't even respond to you. I just came home and said okay fine we can go to logan's so we went to logan's and we had this great server we did we had a really great server really nice guy probably in his late 30s whatever right and when we i mean he took really good care of us and and when when the lord brought when he brought the bill pastor Elm was going to the bathroom and the lord said i want you to give him a hundred dollars right so wrote the tip out Wrote, wrote the thing out and then gave him a hundred dollars when he came and he saw it he was like is this for me we were like yes um, this is for you, right? So he was like, thank you. You don't know how much I needed this, whatever. Man, we get up. He asked for a hug. He asked for a hug. We so, give him a hug. Yeah. We go pick up Jordan. We go home. I'm sitting at home. The Lord says to me, he says, I need you to do me a favor. Can you take him back some more money? And I was like, yes, sir. What do you want me to take him back? He gives me a very specific instruction. He says, Edwin needs to give him the money. It's man to man. It's, it's different. He needs to do it. Because so I, I had came home and got comfortable. You had got comfortable. And I said, babe, I need you to go with me. <laughs> to go back we, out. Go back out with again. me. Again. <laughs> back out again. And I need you to go with me. And we're going to give this guy some money. He said, well, how much money do you think you're supposed to give him? I said, I think it's $200. So we go back out there and um, he happens to be coming back from his break as we are pulling mm -hmm. up. And so now you tell him. So we roll the window down and we said, hey, and he kind of looked over. And he said, oh, hey, hey. And you could see in his face that I thought he maybe was thinking, oh, man, are they going to ask for the tip back? And so I said, hey, can you come in for a minute? And he came over to the car. And when he came over to the car, I said, hey, I said, we were sitting at home. I said, and my wife got a, got a, got a feeling from the Lord that we were supposed to bring you back some more money for your tip. And he was just kind of stunned. And um, and I said, here, this is for you. And I kind of just had it in my hand. I said, this is for you. And I was just going to give it to him and go. And he he took it and he opened it up. And of course, obviously, uh, he, he had a need. And so because he had a need, you know, it, it, and God had met that need, he got really emotional. Uh, he was crying and everything. And we were just telling him that God loves him, that God is thinking about him. And he was just saying how much, you know, the, 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 he he needed that, you know, because I think he said he needed, he, he was talking about getting evicted in his car, was going to get repossessed. And he was just trying to work and, and get the money and everything. And, um, and and he was just, he was just so excited to now be able to meet this particular need. And so then we asked him, we said, well, how much would you need to get your, your car from not being repossessed so you can keep coming to work? So you can keep, you know, paying your rent if you got caught up on your rent. And he said, uh, he couldn't even tell us at first. He was crying so hard. And then he was like, five hundred dollars. And I said, do you? And we, I said, so you need five hundred. No, first he said two hundred. He said two hundred. He said two hundred. He said two hundred because he was counting the hundred he got in two hundred. He said two hundred dollars. And then I said, so you need five hundred dollars to pay your car and not get evicted. And he was like, yes. And so, but he, he was so distraught that we weren't sure. Yeah, we really. He, he was yeah, so really emotional it, right? that we weren't sure if he needed five hundred more dollars or if he needed two hundred to get five hundred. Cause, baby, listen, the the goodness of the Lord was working on him, it was. right? It was. And so, and it was funny because we was like, hey, we don't know 
if you know the Lord, and he said, I'm going to. He said, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm, said, I'm about to know it. I'm about to know it. It was so cute. I mean, you know, it was. <laughs> no, but this was a grown man who literally yeah. did not know what he was yeah. going to do when he was doing all he knew to do. Yeah. He was doing all he and you to do. you wouldn't have known it from from him the way he, way he served us, the way right. he served you wouldn't right. have thought he had a care in the world and so we asked you know we said tell us what you need he says so we come he, up we, with we think he said five we think he said that he needed five hundred tote but we weren't sure yeah so we said we'll be back and he was just like no 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 we like we like, will we'll, we'll be, be back. back we'll be back so we go to the bank and we get a thousand dollars. Because if all of, if he says he needs five hundred dollars, that doesn't necessarily mean he has any money to eat. Right. That doesn't mean he. And has we didn't any... know if he needed five hundred more or what he needed. Right. So we get. But God was like, "I need you to do something for me." Yes. So. So I end up being on the phone call, so I don't go in. So I didn't see it. So you tell him what happened. So I just he was at work, and so yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm. I've worked on my emotional intelligence. I am still working on it. And so I went back in uh, the restaurant and uh, they were like, hey, is it just one? And I was like, no, I actually just need to see. And I said his name and uh, he was walking back and you could tell he was still crying. And I said, hey, are you OK? And he was like, yes. He was like, can I just give you a hug? And I said, so I gave him a hug and I said, listen, I said, my wife and I just want to be a blessing to you. I said, he was like, why would y'all do that? And I said, God told us to do it. I said, and again, you know, I don't know your relationship with God, but I want you to know that God loves you, that he hears you. He's looking out for you. He wants to do something great in your life. I said, so you said you needed $500, right? And he was like, and I think he said, yes, he started crying again. So I counted out $500 discreetly and gave it to him. And when I did, he he just grabbed me and he hugged me and I, and I hugged him back, you know, <laughs> as, as much as I could, I hugged him back, and then uh, and I said, "Hey, I said, now if that takes care of your car and your rent, you need money to live on for for till you get your next check." So I said, "Here's another five hundred dollars." And when I gave him the second five hundred dollars, he just fell on the ground. Well, at that point, my mind said, "Hey, <laughs> you're a black man <laughs> in Northwest Arkansas, and this dude on the ground cried." <laughs> You need to get up out of here. <laughs> so I'm still working. Hey, I, I'm being transparent. <laughs> so I helped him up off the ground. I said, you got to get up. <laughs> you got to get up, Claire. So he got up and I gave him a hug. I said, all right. I said, my wife and I are going to come back in a week and we're going to check on you, okay? And by that time, several of his co-workers had came over and they was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he was like, yeah, they just gave me a great tip. And I, and I was like, hey, okay, be good. Take care. And I, I got up out of here. <laughs> so I'm still working. And so I, I laugh about that because Pashawn was like. But when he got back to the car, y'all, listen, this is so funny. When he got back to the car, he was sweating like he had stole something. Like, baby, he was sweating so. And he said, listen, he said, I don't mind giving the money. He said, but I need an apprentice to go with me. I need a, I I need a soul ship apprentice. He said, I need a soul ship apprentice to go with me. No, Latoya said that was prophetic when you told him you got to get up. <laughs> right, she said, that's the right. word of the Lord. You got to get up, right? Listen, but I want to say this. If you live in Northwest Arkansas and you are willing to go to Logan's this week, because I want you to call first and make sure he's working and you want to be a blessing to him, you send me a message and I'll tell you his name and you can go to Logan's and you can say, we, we continue in the blessing, right? And and But I'm saying this, and this is what we were saying in the car. Had we not been good stewards over all the other things, right. we wouldn't have had the capacity to do that. Right. We wouldn't have even had the resources if we hadn't done all the other things God told us 
you, you know, I mean, so everything leads up, everything is building. It's a leading as you go. It's a leading as you go, right? And so for those of you, you may be thinking right now, man, I wish somebody would do that for me. I would like to challenge you this, that you would say, Lord, I wish you would put me, help me get in a situation that I could right. do that for somebody. Right. Now, I know what it's like to be on the side that you like, man, I wish somebody would just yeah. come up and give me a thousand dollars because it would change the game for me, right? But I also know that the Bible says that what's really on your life, what's really on your life is that you are blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. And God wants you to get out of the state where you always need someone to rescue you because God wants you to be able to go into restaurants and to into stores and to just be a blessing to be a, a, a dis distribution center for yeah. him, a water hose, right? So as we give to that, as we give today, and, and listen, I want to remind y'all of this. We haven't gotten the 2022 numbers, but I want to remind you guys that in 2021, the benevolence of this church, the benevolence of this church was $200,000. That means that out of the money that came in, in not including the scholarships, yeah, not, we, not including the scholarships, that this ministry gave away $200,000 to help people in need. We're Which is so good because there were years this ministry didn't take, didn't receive $200,000, <laughs> right? And I want y'all to think about that. That's because of you. That's because of your yes to God. That is because you partner with us to be a distribution center. And one of the things that we talk and everybody about, who's been helped by that, that's your seed. That's your you seed. You have a right to harvest that you have. So I want you to know, I, and I think I try to say this once a quarter, here the things you got the right to believe for if you are a giver in this ministry. Mm -hmm. You got a right to believe that you always got a house. Yep. You got a right to believe that you always got a car that yep. runs. You got a right to believe that you always have gas. Yep. You always have food. Yep. You always have medicine. Yep. Because baby, let me tell you something. What you have done for people, and I, I think that this is so important, guys, and I, I know we may have told some of these stories, but they're designed to stare your faith. Um, after the first after the first huddle of the year, mm -hmm. there was a freeze. Yes. No, there was a freeze before. Was it before or whatever? Anyway, what? It, no, it was before because that's what happened. And some of the pipes froze. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is that we ended up with all this baggage in the basement. Okay. It had happened to lots of people and there were no places that could work. There were no in. plumbers. Everybody, there were no everybody plumbers. Was everybody was full because it was so many frozen pipes because we had gotten that Arctic blast, whatever. Tell them what happened and how we got bumped up and what the guy said about us. Well, the first thing that happened is the guys, it happened on that Sunday of the huddle and the guys at the church was trying their best to, to get it cleaned up and stuff, but it, was, it wasn't just water, it was sewage. Uh, the sewage system had backed up and because of how the building is shaped, our family life center is up higher than the, than the children's center. And so the water backed up to the very bottom of the basement, the children's center. And they did everything they could to get most of it up, but it just, it, it was just too much. And so uh, I started calling uh, that Monday, just looking literally for anybody who could come and remediate um, what they call a cat three, which means that there's contamination because there's sewage water in it to come clean it up because you couldn't just sit there. And we, you know, um, and, and I mean, I called, I don't know how many different places. And one particular place I called was Service Pro uh, to come out. And I just, I just, I didn't want them to fix the piping. I just wanted them to remediate the water and stuff in the, that was in the, on the floor and everything. And so they said, and so the lady was just like, I'm sorry, the, the earliest we get there is next Tuesday. I think that was a Monday. So not even that Tuesday, it was like the next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. 
And I said, okay. She said, we do have cancellations, so you may want to call back. And I said, okay. And so I called a few more places and nobody could come. And I, I felt like the Lord said, call Service Pro. And in my mind, I'm, I'm like, I don't call Service Pro. I just called him a couple of hours ago, you know, but you just got to gotta be obedient. So I called Service Pro, was asking the lady if anybody had canceled that call back earlier, was telling them my name, blah, blah, blah. Well, the owner of Service Pro, this particular one, because they're franchised, happened to be in the office and she had me on cell phone when I said Fellowship of Champions Church. And she said, no, I'm sorry. We just don't have anybody who canceled or anything. But if we do, I'll call you back. I said, okay, I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hung up. And then she called me back and said, hey, um, my boss told me to call you and ask if you could go to the church. He's going to send somebody there to meet you. And I was like, really? And she said, yes. She said, he said the name of the church that he goes to. And they know that your church helps a lot of people out because their church sends people to y'all. <laughs> now, I'll just say it like this. The church they go to is, is a large church. <laughs> I'll let you figure it out. And so because of that, though, because of the reputation that we had gained throughout the pandemic of really being a blessing to people in the city, and because they he served in the position at his church where they have a policy, they only do X, they would send people here, and we've helped some of those people. So when it was our turn to need something, like someone to come and suck up sewage water and to remediate baseboards and, and put those big blowers and stuff in there. Somebody they better came praise God. And did it. Somebody and better so, praise God. Uh, your seed, now think about that. Your seed to the ministry that allowed us to be a blessing to people then came full circle when we needed something done that we didn't have the capacity to do. Even if we had the money to do it, we didn't have the capacity to do it and nobody to do it. God intervened on our behalf and had an owner to be in the office when he had me to call back. God had me to call back because he knew the and owner, the owner was, in, was, in the was in the office. It's the only reason why he had me to call back. Guys, can you, you just give have God to be, some praise you just got to be obedient to God because you never, I mean, that obedience is always producing something for you. And now think about this. So now this is how the seed goes and it just keeps bringing yes. a harvest. So you sow into the ministry so the ministry can distribute and meet people's yep. needs. That build, builds a reputation for us. Yep. When we need help, then they come and help us. Even they, That means they had to bump us to the front of the yep. line to help us. Because he made a phone call and said, hey, go there. Go there. Forget who was right there. Go there. Now, you know what that means? What's on this ministry is on you. Yes, which means that when you need to be pushed to the front of the line, God will do that for you. Baby, y'all better receive what God is doing in your life. And this is why you don't have time to not obey God. Yes. And this is why you don't have time. Because literally, you could have argued with God for 10 minutes and the man been gone. He been gone. Yeah. You think about, guys, let's move radical obedience to the front of the line. And listen, I, I, I thought it was, I thought, you know, why am I calling them back? And I was, even when I called back, I thought, well, maybe I get a different lady. It was the same lady. I was like, oh, I ain't got the same lady. <laughs> she goes, she gonna think I'm crazy. But I was like, you know, and she was very polite. She just said they didn't have anything. We hung up and it wasn't 20 minutes later, she called me back. And that man said, help them. Yep. And because you have been a helper, I released this anointing over you. Because you have been a helper, 
help is coming to oh, you. Amen. Because you have amen. been a helper. Amen. You better receive that. Amen. Because you have been a helper. Because you have been willing. Even some of you, anytime we've said we, there was a need for something, you made it because you have been a helper. Help is coming to me. Amen. And that's why you don't even have to get moved when somebody say no to you. Why? Because they must not be your help. Because help, help is, is a, coming to me. Help is coming God to me. God has opened up the gate. Yes. And release supernatural help, power. Supernatural help yes. for me. So when you sold today in it. that little memo thing, you should say help is coming to me. Mm -hmm. What do you need in this year? What do you need? What do you need in this year? Think of all the people you have been a blessing to. I can't wait till we get through with the numbers in 2022 to see what we did. Man, we have helped so because of you. Because of you, we have helped. So many families, hear me, all over the world. You, 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 have, you have just helped people in Arkansas. You have helped people all over the world. And, and I have to say, when you think about those benevolence numbers, those benevolence numbers are the numbers that have flowed through the church. That doesn't count all the individual stuff everybody in this ministry has done. You know what I mean? It's not that, That's just about what's through that line item. Uh, so when you think about what you do, did you, did you just bless somebody? What do you send somebody something? And, and you multiply that by all the partners of the ministry and what they do when they, when not even just about the giving to the church, but what they do outside of that, that benevolence number really grows when you begin to think about it in those terms. That's a blessing. Man, y'all give y'all seed today, but you know, according to 2 Corinthians, give first they gave themselves to, to the Lord, Lord right? Yeah. So give yourself to the Lord mm -hmm. and then give your seed yes. and have an expectation for supernatural help. This is our year of great progress. great progress. Now, this message blesses you. I want you to do a couple things. I want you to share it again. I want you to tag somebody that needs to hear it. And I want you to leave a comment today as you give your offering, how this message has impacted you. I'm telling you, this is your season of great progress and supernatural help. The gates have already been opened. The gates have already been opened. Again, now if somebody lives in Northwest Arkansas, or you go be in Northwest Arkansas, you want to go to Logan's and be a blessing. And you got, but you got if you go, you got to be sure to say, God sent me. My pastors told me about you. Listen. And, and do me a favor. And I, I asked this because we talked about this. Don't film it. Don't I, film I know it. that people film their giving. And, and I get why they do it, because people need to know that people are helping other people. I get it. Um, but I try to respect people's privacy. Uh, and so unless you get a word specifically from God, uh, don't 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 film it and try to post it. Just just do do good. And there's nothing wrong with even telling something, telling your friends and family what you did. Right. But, you know, but let's let's not be the we'll save our our video for when we give like our scholarships and things like that, you know, so that we want to respect people's privacy. That's just my thought. You do you do what the Lord tell you to do. Amen. All right. We love you guys. We love you guys. We Listen, I agree because I was like, I can't film this man. This thing, and, I, and I feel like this was a kid, a word the kid said or something. I said, it just seemed crunchy to be out here <laughs> trying to film this man while he crying like right. this and stuff. You don't do, I, I, just, I couldn't do it, yeah. right? Um, and because People don't, you can give while protecting the person's you can. dignity. You, can. you absolutely you can, can give while protecting you, their dignity. You want to protect, you know, while protecting the person's yes. dignity, right? 
Um, and I think that's different than if you just wanted to surprise bless somebody. Or if you decided as a church, we're going to go to the grocery store and we're going to just start paying for people's food. That's fine. You yes. know. But I feel like once we knew that there was a need, yeah. we could not. We couldn't do that. Right. OK, so we love you guys. We want you to sow your seed today. Bring your tithe today. And we want you to put help is coming to me today. And I want you to have. um I just want you to have an amazing day. I want you to look for the provision of God. I want you to look for the instructions of God. I want you to do it. I want you to go. And I want you to get rid of anything in your life that would keep this from being your best season so far. Mm -hmm. We love y'all. We love you. Hey, don't forget, if you're not, if you're not told us that you're a partner here, go to www.focchurch.com and register and become a partner. Okay. All right. Love you guys. All right. Have a great one.